0: And now I would like to bring on one who could be the spawn of Satan himself, manservant Hecubus. (laughs) Good
1: evening, Hecubus. Are you ready? I am ready to serve you, master. And Satan. (laughs) (laughs) listen,
0: living, listening to Psychonaut. Sick and yes. You listen sick, Run. Yes. You're
1: listening to Sick and Run. The Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. God, what a bunch of scumbags. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. I'm your host, T. Simon. I'm Harrison. Harrison, uh, I heard you were um, cheating on the podcast and uh, a little podcast infidelity here. Uh, doing, uh, I, how, how was the, uh, the Final Solution
2: podcast? I did. It was great. Uh, Reinhard Heydrich is a great host.
1: He's just fantastic. That's, that's nice. You know, yeah. Uh, he, how was uh, Heinrich Himmler? Yeah,
2: he was uh, <laughs> always, always good, always great.
1: Harrison's kind of moving. He's deviating into yeah. the Nazi podcast, the Stormfront yeah. podcast these days. I, I'm somehow I'm joining the Knights of the
2: Totenkopf now. I don't know how that happened, but
1: yeah, I'm so, joking. It's not. The, what, yeah. What's the real name of the, this thing? The National Lampoon's Final Edition. Final National Lampoons no less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Final edition podcast. That's so, that's pretty rad. How how yeah. would it go? It was good. I mean, I just
2: written a sketch and I brought it in there and I'm like and there's a bunch of comedians, I'm just like casted it and I was did a voice. I think I did the voice of Logan Paul or something in the sketch I did. Huh. And um it's like a full five minute sketch. I'm probably going to cut it out and reuse it for our podcast. So post posting on the Patreon or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Well, what's the deal? So, so National Lampoons, yeah. they do a. Is it. This is the official National Lampoons podcast? Yeah. Do, do you it's think a weird the, organization. Yeah. It's hard to tell you know, what's they don't, going on. Do they still do a magazine? I don't know. Or a website? I don't know. I, know. I, know I remember when call. I was younger, yeah, yeah. I loved National Lampoon. Sure. I used to read it all the time. But I guess uh, you were seeing this podcast, just a series of skits and music, things like that. Yeah,
2: it's just sketches. You know, a bunch of people bring in, they write sketches, they bring it in, they record it. They get that shit done quick. Yeah, yeah. how many days a week? Uh, it's once a week, but it's like they go... They, I think they do it out in New York, too, and then they have an L.A. cast, and they do it at the Sunset Gower Studios, um, and which is where Golden Girls was filmed, apparently. Oh. But um, yeah, so they they do it, and it's like I don't know, it's done in like two hours, and I'm like, it takes us like fucking four, you know, <laughs> four hours, and yeah, we but, just sit around and talk about fucking. But think bullshit. how long
1: this podcast is. Yeah, yeah, we do, yeah. we do a lot, of stuff. and right. then, and just the the breadth of topics covered. Yeah, I mean, we really dig deep right. here. You know, it's yeah. it's it's not that we don't have the levity yeah. of a comic podcast, right? We, we dig to the depths of the dark comedic soul.
2: It's fun. I mean, those comedians, though, they're fucking... Sh- I forget what it's like in there. Like, I used to do improv com- comedy years ago. I hate and, improv. Uh, you know, sketch people. Like, they're fucking shrewd motherfuckers. They're like... Sharp. Fast. fast. Yeah. Well, not even that. They're just like... They're cutthroat, man. Like, they, you know... We're cutthroat how? Like, they're gonna, like... Like, you're talking like- to them, and you're like... You could see them coming up with ways to
1: murder you if they had to in their mind to manipulate what you're saying and then just retort the retort's gonna like no not even sting. that not even that not even like you know trying to outdo
2: somebody where you're like hey shoot trading barbs or anything where it's just like oh you know like jay leno you know oh, jay yeah, leno yeah. he's a guy who's always thinking about how he could screw you over kind of thing you know hmm. they're just like is this a person that is worth screwing up can i screw this person over and like, where well, should I screw this them, person yeah. over, but it's within yeah. my power because are smart enough to do it. Okay, you know what? They're operators, some of them. Hmm. Some
1: of them, they're operators. We're, uh, <laughs> were you impressed by the podcast?
2: I was, yeah. It's well produced. Um, and uh, it was something, It was a sketch. I, I don't really write sketches. I don't really think in that uh, format usually, but I had one. And it was something that I probably would have tried to do myself, but it would probably would be way shittier if I tried to do it myself. So I'm glad I got to do that opportunity it's to kind do kind of it. cool. Did you but, work
1: with other people you knew or it's just stranger, like people you just met that day?
2: I kind of Linda McCartneyed my way into the oh, situation. yeah,
1: because your lady's involved with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: So <laughs> there were literally some people asking me that, like, oh, what are you, how'd you, what are you doing here now? Well, you're like, well, uh, I'm a famous I, podcaster myself. Uh, thank you. I literally said I <laughs> Linda McCartney in my way I don't even know if they got the reference You know, they're all like 30 so who knows
1: I remember when uh, yeah. I was on uh, uh, Ryan Keeley did a podcast on Death Squad that's right. um, what's that guy Joe Rogan's friend that whatever he's kind of like the toady on Joe Rogan show I forget yeah. his name anyway he's the one that's in charge of Death Squad yeah. and so I was on one of his I was on one of his shows talking about my book and being on Ryan Keeley's show and he's like Oh, and you do a podcast, huh? And I was like, yeah, it's called Sick and Wrong. He's like, oh, that's cute. Like, Fuck you. <laughs> cute. Yeah, no, this, no. <laughs> Believe me, the, the same thing happened to me. The same oh, that, thing happened to cute. me. That's cute. Because like, I got oh, you a do a podcast, podcast. podcast, huh? Yeah, it's because like, everybody does a podcast, but I'm yeah. like, yeah, our podcast has been on around, you know, like probably fucking five times as long as yours, but we have less fans. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So I like, just think it's yeah. funny. It's like, that's oh, cute that you're doing that. It's good. It's good to go and record your little radio show. Make your yeah. T-shirts and go have fun. It's all about I fun. I just
2: tell me, like, we cover the news. You know, like, if, a, if like, a clown on meth rapes a shark, then, like, we're on the scene.
1: You know, we're that's there. That's cute. Getting it. Yeah. it is cute. Yeah. <laughs> I always say it's a yeah. weird news podcast that we've been doing for a while. Yeah. But Everyone
2: but, wants to know these, you know,
1: people but, are so well and mm, here yeah but you know what you go to other places they're like oh my god yeah. that's awesome sick and wrong yeah. in LA it's like that's cute yeah you're your cute little right. quaint podcast but they keep do. it in
2: a, in a polite like they're trying like they're being jerks still they polite about it still condescending it. in New York people are just like fuck you yeah like, and I'm like okay go podcast. fuck yourself you know Scaramucci or whatever and then you're <laughs> and then you're having fucking <laughs>
1: drinks later and it's fine <laughs> anyway yeah you'll have to post it to patreon let's check it out
2: it's i think it'll be good so So, there you go i don't write stuff that often these days but i did so there you go
1: that's good Uh all right yeah one check it out yeah um so uh difficult topic here yeah man you know life podcast life isn't always fun and games it's not all chocolate and bubble gum no. Uh, every now and then some shitty thing happens in someone's life and you gotta talk about it. I was actually not gonna talk about it. I was I was gonna skip over it this week and just be like, ah fuck it, I'll get to it later. But you know what? Um it's the outpouring of support that I received on Facebook and Instagram and how cool our fans are. Yeah. And listen to the show that I was like, you know what, I'm gonna I kinda always didn't talk about it. So Hecubus died this week. Sucks. Yeah. Been bummed. Under- yeah, I
2: don't even know. I got here today, and I'm like,
1: "Oh, how's the cat? Is he doing better?" And he's like, "He's dead." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I you know you you don't go on Facebook that much, then.
2: I don't. I you know. Mean, I, I get. I look at my messages. I never look at the feed or anything because well, I it, I can't deal these days. It
1: wasn't on the. I don't think I posted the sick wrong group. Yeah. I just yeah. I was going to post anything. Because yeah. I'm not like a big. Hmm. I don't do that typically. Yeah. I don't usually go on to like social media and be like, you know, this is and the and like my my girlfriend did and she, you know, all her friends come out and give support. But then I was like, you know what? Haccubus was kind of part of the show. Like yeah. we, we've talked about him many years. I talked about last week and people thought he's cool and it was like and then I was like, you know what, I, I should post something about it. So mm. I posted a picture and I was just like, you know, rest in peace, Haccubus, and mm. it sucks. But yeah, it's it's been rough. Like this mm. past week you know, the last week just with the asthma and everything, kind of fucking sucked because we had to give him all this medication, and then and then it didn't really do anything. It was kind of ultimately fruitless because uh, the cat died last Monday. Mm. And I've been on just a fucking bender. Yeah. I've been on a bender, dude. I've been drinking almost a bottle of whiskey at night, and, and and which you know, people are like, "Well, it's your cat, and it's just a cat. Go get another cat." But you know, you know what? To be honest, I was pretty close to that fucking cat. <laughs>
2: Well yeah, I mean that's the thing with pets, man. Like you you know, your par you love your parents, no matter how much you love your parents, you always have some weird bitternesses towards them for whatever reason, right? With well, animals, with pets you don't really,
1: you know? You know what it is with uh with parents too. Yeah. And so, so yeah, like I yeah. I've experienced a lot of loss in my life. Yeah. I mean, both my parents died early age. My grandparent I think my last grandparent died when I was like ten. Um best friend but I've dealt with a lot of loss put it yeah. that way but uh, the thing is with like your parents it sucks it sucks not to have them in your life but you didn't see them every day unless yeah. you live with them I mean it was like as an adult you moved out and it's like you don't see them every day and it it's a profound sense of loss and it's mm. terrible it's soul-crushing but you know with it with a pet it affects you just immediately because now mm. it's like wow not only is there an emptiness in my heart for this, but there's an emptiness in my house. Like that that presence is gone. Mm. And every, you come back and it's like, everything reminds you of it. And it's just like, because, but it's not like I live with my parents. So it's like, I'm not constantly reminded, just walking into my house that my parents are gone. You know, I'm, I'm reminded on a holiday or a birthday or reminded that I don't get to hear from them. But, but with a cat or a dog or a pet, it's like you walk into your house, you're like, oh, there's no one greeting me. And there's that, thing that i used to love to have sit next to me when i'm on the couch watching tv not there can i ask you a really serious
2: yet totally insensitive question sure did you
1: for any moment consider getting hecubus stuffed um you know you know it's funny you ask that amanda uh, my girlfriend was like she was always joking about doing that like i think it would be I think it'd be cool to skin taxidermy. And you can keep them, you know, when he yeah. when he's seventeen, he dies, you just keep them in your. Because yeah. I have a curio cabinet with a bunch yeah. of skulls and shit like that. And I was like, "Are you out of your fucking mind? <laughs> like, I would never do that. Yeah. I would just it freaks. I mean, I like taxidermy. Yeah, it would freak me out to taxidermy my own pet. Right. You know, uh, what I ended up doing is, um, get him cremated. I'm going to get like a cool looking urn or something and just have them. But, but yeah, so it, it, it fucking sucked people. I've, you know, I've been on this, like this bender of just doing a lot of drugs and drinking and listening to a lot of the swans. That's kind of how I deal with it. That's sort of the way I get through all the, the tragic loss I have to deal with on a regular basis, not regular, but you know, continual basis. Um, Every time life just takes a shit on you, you got to fucking deal with it. And so what, what I do is I get, I get really drunk. I get really drunk and I do a bunch of drugs and I get to that point where I'm like, I think I'm better now. And yeah. then I kind of go back like, okay, now i got to get back to the routine of my regular life. And then eventually you get from like point A to point C where you're like, all right, I've moved on. And that's kind of how I deal with it. Sure. You know, but some people, like like my girlfriend, unfortunately, she's never really experienced any loss, which is mm. crazy to me, because mm. it's... Maybe it's just, like, the, the fucking shitty genes my family has had or something, but it's like, you know, like, she's 28, 27, mm. still has all her grandparents. Yeah. How fucked up is that?
2: Yeah, At I, 27. He, I will say, you know, because I've experienced a lot of loss, but you... Sometimes talking to you, sometimes it's like talking to one of the characters from Cocoon, you know, just like, oh, and then he died. And then this person, no, he's dead now. You know,
1: you know, it's, it's, it's it's weird when I look back at it and I think people develop their own coping mechanisms for it. And I, I, you know, I mean, she's like, she was telling me, she's like, you know. I found out that there's this therapist that specializes in pet grieving. And then there's a group, a group of people who all get me together like two times a week to talk about their dead pets. Would you want to go to this with me? I was like, mm. fuck no. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, why yeah. would you want to do that? Yeah, no, no. You know, it's like, no, I don't want to do that. Yeah. And She's like, why not? And I'm like, I'll do it if, if you really want me to with you. Yeah. But that's not, the way i grieve yeah i was like the way i grieve is i just fucking sit in a dark room i listen Mm. to swans and i get fucking drunk out of my mind yeah and eventually i'm overdoing that and then i'm back to my normal life and that's probably what's gonna that's obviously what's happening right now but 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 yeah you you learn to deal with it like i remember i remember when my uh my grandfather died got hit by a bus i was like probably 10 maybe and my all my he was the last grandparent so all of them died like I'm named after my uh my paternal grandfather because he died before I was born and then my maternal grandfather died at like age four and then like my grandmother my 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 father's mother I never really knew that much and she I think I think she died when I was like six or seven but my my mother's father who I actually did like a lot and I was close to who got hit by the bus that was like probably I think I was like 10 or 11 at -hmm. that time and it's weird, because when you first you first get that, you're like, I, I don't understand it, so he's gone. And then, you know, a lot of parents will talk to you about it. Some some parents may go to a counselor or something. My dad just sat me down, and he gave me this book by, doctor, or by Rabbi Harold Kushner, I think he's also a doctor, actually, but Rabbi Harold Kushner, When Bad Things Happen to Good People. And he's like, read this, you'll understand. Mm. And then I just, like, read this fucking book, about like how you're supposed to deal with death or whatever, and I'm like, okay, and I was still just as confused. I'm like, I, don't, yeah. I mean, I, all right, I don't know how this helps me cope with this loss, but that's fine. And then you know, like a few years later, when um, got, I don't usually talk to about talk about this on the show, but like my mom died when I was pretty young too, and when that was going on, that was like an eight year thing. Don't get into that, but it was like I remember my dad was just like you need to read this again it's just like he gives me the book again and i'm just like jesus christ yeah and i was like i didn't even read him i'm like i was like i don't understand why you think this book helps you but my dad just i don't know my dad just believed in it and Mm. it's like and he thought this like rabbi you know this is exactly how you deal with this like god's teaching you a lesson or whatever did
2: he ever also make you read the search for meaning no, I don't okay. remember. What's that? It's some, some other book by some Holocaust survivor who like... Ellie Wiesel or something? No, he didn't believe in God, but then he found some other way to... I don't know. It's in, it's one of those books. It's like one of those books like that from the 70s that people give you for these reasons. Yeah, no, well, that's what...
1: I think this... Yeah. When good things or bad things happen to good people yeah. came out, uh, like in... Uh, or I think, uh, I think it came out in the 60s or something. I don't, yeah. I'm not sure, but... Yeah. But yeah, like I, I remember, I'm okay. You're okay. <laughs> Men are from Mars and women are from Venus. You know. I, I just don't know. I mean, maybe yeah. people do find solace in that or something. You know. But right. but I remember uh, when he died, I had went through. We had to clean out all his shit in his apartment, and I found that book, and I was just like, I went outside on the balcony. and I just fucking chucked that yeah. book. <laughs> and I was just like, no one needs to read this then when fucking bad things happen to good people, it's just fucking retarded.
2: That's the worst thing about fucking the thing that annoys me so much about self help books and why I never read them when people give them to me. So, I don't know, maybe I should, but because they're always written by people who are like, you know, you know, I used to be like you. <laughs> Everyone around me was dying, and I would just sit and drink whiskey and listen to the swans all day. And I, you know, I understand I was there, but then I decided to write a self help book. <laughs> and now my life is great. And teach you know,
1: other people to get through this.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's like it's fuck never like you. yeah. It's never like oh, I figured life out. It's like you just
1: figured out to write a book. You didn't like know how to do stuff. And and your book isn't really helping anybody. No, maybe it. I don't know. Maybe it is. <laughs> but but yeah. So anyway, long story short about Hecubus, pretty tragic end for that poor cat. But um, I do think it's important to talk about. So that asthma diagnosis wasn't exactly accurate um and what was weird about it is like last week you know we gave them the medication and uh, i was taking care of the cat and then by the week and this is what's fucked up but by the weekend he was improving mm. like uh last Saturday and Sunday like Sunday especially he was eating again acting like a normal cat hanging out you know he wasn't just laying around he was you know he has appetite back and i was just like and, and I felt like that, like, you know, that overwhelming sense of just like satisfaction. Like, wow, this is great. I'm happy again. Mm. The, the cat's the cat's going to make it through this. We've turned that corner, you know. Um, and then uh, Monday came around, this President's Day this past week and uh, woke up and the cat was worse than he was the previous Monday. Like he was just like barely, like he was breathing really fast and we're just like, what the fuck? So we rush over to the vet, take him in there. And the vet was like, uh, well, we, we took an x-ray and it looks like it was, you know, they, it looks like his heart is kind of weirdly, it just looks, it looks like his heart is kind of weirdly shaped and their cardiologist looked at it and I was like, what do you mean? He's like, well, we recommend you getting an echocardiogram. Hmm. I'm like, what, what is that? Like you do that? You get like an EKG for cats. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? And I never heard that. And then he was telling me about it. He's like, yeah, it's an expensive procedure, but I think it's probably the best thing to do in this case. I'm like, I don't, you know, I don't care. At that point, when you're that emotionally invested, right? Yeah, yeah, you don't give a shit. Yeah. And so I'm like, you know, whatever. So then uh, we're, there's only four places in LA that do this EKG echocardiograms. And so we were calling around trying to get an appointment. We found this place in Culver City that could do it the next morning um and yeah it's like an eight or nine hundred dollar thing but whatever and so uh meanwhile i was just like what do we do and he goes well you know we can we can take the cat in and long story short he ended up uh taking the cat out to the carrier we're gonna drive him down that hospital keep him overnight on oxygen and all that and the cat just, like, freaked out in the carrier. He started, like, breathing really heavy and, then like, foaming at the mouth. And we're like, what the fuck? And then they put him back in this oxygen tank. And they're like, you know what? We're going to we're gonna have to, you know, observe him and see if he pulls through. And so then we waited for a couple hours and went out and, like, we are getting some food and I was drinking. Um, obviously freaked out. And then we get that, like, the worst call you can get, like, from the vet, where he, like, calls up and he's like... So, he's not improving. This isn't going well. And, uh, you know, we're thinking we might we might need to, like, you know, give him a diuretic. We might need to, like, drain some fluid from his heart. I took some more x-rays. Looks like there's fluid in his lungs. And then, all of a sudden, he's like, oh, uh, I got to go. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I was, like, on hold for about, like, five minutes. And then, the reception answers. And uh, they were like, well, the doctor's in emergency right now. I was like, with my cat? And they're like, what's your cat's name? And I was like, Hecubus. And they're like, uh, Yeah your cat's in cardiac arrest Ooh. and then i was like uh shit hmm. what, what what are they doing he's like well they're they're trying to recover him hmm. they're trying to you know do do you want us to keep doing like cpr and trying to get him to, to come back i was like yeah fucking like you know get, yeah whatever you can do and then um, uh, then finally they're like the doctor wants to speak to you and so the doctor comes on he's like i'm sorry and i was just fucking pissed yeah You know, i fucking smashed my hand through this like fucking wooden gate but I and mean, they must have the people that lived in the back of this restaurant like in the apartments over there must have been like what the fuck is this problem problem with this guy right and then I, and then i got mad at the doctor anyway i mean i think that's how you go through it at first you're pissed off and then it's the da- denial you're like no maybe it's, you know this shouldn't happen i could have done something differently then you finally just accept it and you move on i think alcohol helps that that that, that come to uh to realization that you're gonna get through it or At least for me, because I just forget about it um but the but the thing I want to tell people is so with sphinxes, I know I've talked about sphinxes, I think they're amazing cats, yeah, I think they're amazing cats, I think they're my favorite breed of cat, but if you have a sphinx, or if I've inspired you to go buy a Sphinx, go get that motherfucker checked for h c m it's mm. called it's called the high, it's hypertrophic cardiomyopathy i didn't even know about this, but apparently. Uh, Maine Coons, Ragdolls, and Sphinxes have a very high uh, percentage of, of HCM and a lot of them die from this. But you can catch it at an early age. So had our fucking breeder, the woman I purchased the cat from, said, you know, maybe at like, the age of one you should get the cat checked. And we could have done this. You can get medication to treat it, but we didn't even know about it. And mm-hmm. at the point where you know, last week with the, where we took Hecubus in and with the asthma and all that, it was a little too late. I think he was in congestive heart failure already. So, so if you're gonna get a sphinx, you should know that this is probably an issue. Like, and that's why I'm freaked out about the other one because we have that other one that we bought from the same breeder. Yeah, we're probably gonna get him scanned. uh, For I'm gonna get him scanned next weekend. Um, But uh, the thing, and it's so sad that cat. Like Caliban's like running around from room to room. Like, where's Hecuba's? Like, kind of looking for him. It's so sad. I don't know how you're, how are you supposed to break it to another animal that their brother is gone, you know? Yeah. I, I feel
2: like this is the, the, the episode, this is like the
1: episode of Howard
2: Stern when nine eleven happened.
1: Yeah. Well, you never heard the one, uh, <laughs> the one episode where, oh God, that was a sad episode where it's like, I was gone for like a month when my dad died. Yeah. And uh, I was in like Michigan for a month and like Wackerly did a bunch of shows by himself. And then one show, I called in mm. and I was talking to him. And people said that was one of the saddest shows they've ever heard. Oh, wow. Because it was like, you know, once again, I'm on a bender dealing with some tragic loss. Yeah. And then now we're talking about, you know, when my dad died. And actually, then I was telling a story about how uh, um, the uh, the hospice nurse like comes over. It was like after he died and the hospice nurse was going to come over and be like, yeah, please gather all of his drugs in one place so we can take them. And I'm like, the fuck I'm going to do that? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I end yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> I ended up like going through and grabbing like, I'm going to put some morphine here and yeah. blah, blah, blah. And it's like, and anyway, I remember talking about that and that was a pretty sad show. But yeah, this kind of says the same thing. It's like, it sucks. It sucks that you got to deal with it. But, you know, I'm, and have we known that there was like HCM was a thing? Hmm. We probably could have tested. Who knows if the cat would have lived? And we're, we're definitely going to test it. So anyway, I mean, people.
2: It's not like you could do a fucking triple bypass on a cat. I don't. I don't. I don't think so. No, you, think can't. And th- and oh, you... Yeah. you can't. And that's the thing. You can't. You yeah,
1: can't do yeah. that. They won't replace a cat's deformed ventricle with a pig's heart or something. It's nothing going to happen. So I think just stupid because fuck pigs you know (laughs) well i I think hecubus was destined to live like you know like three and a half years and that's what happens but but yeah fucking sucks Mm. i'm pissed i'll get through it drink a lot maybe i'll get another cat who knows Hmm. i don't know i mean that's the thing it's like you you, you end up fucking dealing with it you've had probably plenty of pets die oh
2: yeah many 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 many
1: and but i gotta say um i posted i wasn't going to But I did post a picture, and I was like, you know, like rest in peace or whatever. But I was fucking floored by the response of everybody. Hmm. Fucking, we got we got some cool people listening to the show. We really do. One guy even wrote this poem. He called Ode to Hecubus. We were going to play. He actually called in. We'll play it a little bit later. But I was like, I was floored. It's funny, Hmm. but I was floored. I was like, that's fucking cool. That's Hmm. because I don't like to talk about this shit usually. Yeah, like I almost wasn't even going to talk about it at all on the show. Obviously, it's. I didn't really uh, drink it a lot this week, so I didn't prepare anything else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there are other topics. Um, but yeah, I didn't really. Get yeah, it. It, didn't is, it is weird to, to yeah it
2: you is know? odd. Because normally you think of our listeners, you think of, you know, mouth breathing
1: lunatics malcontents you know
2: casually bathing in 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 vitriol
1: yeah and and just uh you know Mm. wallowing in the 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 misery of uh the of our daily existence yeah you know and and uh i I was actually really floored i was very um overwhelmed by the uh the support and everyone saying cool things so i thank everybody for that um it's kind of cool yeah it sucks you know whatever just kind of get through it that's what, that's what life is yeah a lot of tragedy that happens you just kind of fucking roll with it um, I love when people are like well death builds character it's like eh <laughs> got enough yeah. of that already
2: <laughs> yeah who said did somebody say that to you?
1: yeah really? Someone said, yeah someone at work was like well death can build character and I was just like you gotta be a You're not fucking 12 You know what I mean When you're 12 It can build a character You know
2: Now it's just like I remember you know, um,
1: A hospice nurse yeah. Saying that about Like when my mom was dying yeah. They are like Well death can build yeah. character You can actually grow From this experience And I was just like yeah. I'm about to fucking Grow my finger in your face You fucking bitch Who, who said that? <laughs> a hospice nurse She's oh, like The yeah, head yeah, of hospice yeah. nurse And I was when just like When you're
2: an adult It's just like God's boot on your neck It's not You're not building character At that point You're already fucking old you know, yeah, I mean, you it's know. like
1: I don't know what other character you can really build. It's just yeah. like, yeah, all right, mm-hmm. life's taking a shit on me again. Right, whatever. Mm-hmm. But you get up, you take a shower, and you move on. You know, it's kind of how it is. But anyway, anyway, enough of mm-hmm. that. Um, thank you, people, for uh, for uh, the support and the kind words and all that shit. Um, probably get another cat, I imagine. Uh yeah, I, pr- sure. I probably will. I kind of yeah. you know, ideally. That when you get a cat, you should get a rescue cat. Like what right. you did is what you should do. Like right. you rescued a fucking animal yeah. that probably otherwise would have died. Right. You know. Yes. And I think that's what you should do. Unfortunately, I'm pretty fucking allergic to these things. Yeah. So with you the have sphinxes, yeah, the you sphinxes have I could, but
2: no one else has a good excuse. You, you have
1: a good no. Excuse. I think if you're yeah. gonna get a cat, and plus. If you're going to get a cat that you rescue, chances are it doesn't have some fucked up weird inbred genes or something with right. like a weird heart defect because you're probably, you know, because the the, the the genes are mixed up enough yeah. that your cat's not like a Habsburg, you know? Um, but I don't know. I, I might see. I think I might do some more research on, uh, on uh, Sphinx breeders. I do like Sphinxes. Though. They're cool cats. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Hecubus had a cool personality. I was like I kinda of felt like he was like a bit of a familiar of sorts. Yeah. You know, like you grow to you grow to love these fucking things. So I'm sure you can get some mammalian abomination. To, yeah, no. I'm to trying to think bring of bring it to your home. You know? <laughs> I'm trying to think of some other kind of just weird creature. Yeah. That was one thing my dad um, always used to say. he was just like, you just like weird things. I right. don't know why. And I did have a series of weird pets, like yeah. iguana, guinea pig, all sorts of stupid shit. Right. And the cat follows suit. But I probably will get another one. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? I, I, I probably should get another one before my fucking white cat turns into mm. Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. Holy shit, he's acting so weird. Even beyond the whole, like, running around looking for his dead brother, he'll sit there in the dark. (laughs) Yeah. Just sit there in the dark on the table, just staring into nothingness. And then when you come in the room, he won't even look at you. Did you notice that? I did, yeah. Yeah, It's weird. Normally, he's all up in your... Yeah, normally, he's up in your grill and he's in your face. I think maybe we need to get another one just so that cat has something else to deal with.
2: David, I don't know why you're into weird things. Why you like weird things? Yo, weird I mean creatures. I'm no—I'm just a bisexual rabbi <laughs> with a shit hanger. I'm normal. I don't know where you get it.
1: You know, my dad would—my my dad would be like, "It's ugly as sin." Yeah, yeah. so <laughs> he used to say, "It's like okay, fine, yeah, yeah. My iguana is ugly as sin." Anyway. We've got to move on. We've got a show to do here. Got to strap on the happy mask here. Um, what is this? Episode 623 here, Sick and Wrong. Um, I think. I don't know. We have news coming yes. up next. Yes, it is. Yeah. And uh, we have phone calls after that. But first, uh, here's a word from our Patreon page. About our Patreon page. Do you need more
2: Sick and Wrong in your life? Do you need one more news story to make you feel normal are three phone calls barely enough to feed the raging beast of desire well then it's time for you to get the help you need and become a sick and wrong patron sign up at patreon.com slash sick and wrong and you'll have access to exclusive patreon only content such as news stories extra phone calls and much much more become a patron today and help us make a better sick and wrong for tomorrow That's patreon.com slash sickandwrong.
1: So the first story we have here uh, came in from a couple people. I think the first time I noticed it was uh, Ken. Ken from Hawaii posted this to my Facebook page. Normally, I don't do stories when people post it to my Facebook timeline. You should email it. Right. Um, However, this is a funny one. So I was like, I'll give this one to Ken. Plus, I think Ken probably has personal experience in this uh, in this in this story here. Man developed infection after using an anglerfish stomach to masturbate. Oh my! Do you, know, you do you know what an anglerfish? Fish I looks think like? so. Aren't those fish
2: with the lights on the on the front of their face? It's like that
1: bioluminescent, yeah, yeah, yeah. light that the they tricky. use. But they're, but they're bottom dwellers. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. fucking like bottom dwellers. How do you catch fish. one of those? They're real. Real far down, right? Well, Those you know, Have you ever done that? Have you ever done deep sea fishing? No. I swear I've talked about this on okay. the podcast yeah. at least once. I th- I probably did when we actually did it, but my buddy- Big I've done fishing, not deep sea fishing. My buddy, Big Jeff, yeah. this is like, he's been on the show before. Um, mm. When he turned 30, he thought it'd be a novel idea to get all the guys together to go deep sea fishing. Mm. And in my mind- I thought like okay we'll get like a couple cases of beer go out on boat in the san francisco bay and just fish for fish you know fishing's got mm-hmm. fun why not do it it's not like that you get on this fucking little shitty fucking like barge mm. and they take you out way out mm. they take you way out beyond yeah. the bay you're not even you're in the ocean not the bay yeah and i remember like and we had to get up at like 5 a.m. to go sure. do this. You always and do. we're on this fucking boat. Half the people on there are the Asian people who are fishing for their sustenance. <laughs> right. like they're like hardcore. And I remember going under the Golden Gate Bridge thinking, I made a huge mistake yeah it's like this is just stupid yeah like i this wasn't what i anticipated and it wasn't it was like you go way out in the ocean and the fucking boat's moving like this like up and down yeah everybody puked their guts out sick you get sick i was in the bathroom for probably half the thing half the time puking my guts out and like uh the asian guys are just sitting there fishing just like barfing over the side keep fishing because they're used to it sure but anyway what they do is they give you these massive poles, like these massive fishing poles that have weights Mm -hmm. on them. So all you do is you press a button, shoots the hook way down to the bottom of the ocean, you know, like Mm -hmm. way down. I mean, it's like, I don't know how how long it is, but it's like, it goes all the way down and then you just wheel it back up and the fish just are on it. And you pull up these monstrosities from like way down and the pressure causes their insides to come out it's fucking vile Oh. it's vile you get these like rockfish or these anglerfish or these disgusting creatures that come all the way up on your hook and they're just like they barfed out their insides so they're like reversed you know that oh, intestines because they get the up. bends or something the, well the, yeah. it's the pressure you know yeah, the yeah, causes it yeah. to, to, to form right. and yet they're still alive and they're still ratting you know gnashing about and yeah. I remember I did this and I'm sitting there like what the fuck am I supposed to do? Yeah. Like, I got and they have. It's not just one hook. It's like six hooks, and there's a bunch of them on there. And I'm like freaking out. Like, what do I do? And uh, the captain was this like grizzled fucking I don't know, like six year old. Like, you look like the dude from fucking Jaws. He like comes over <laughs> and just like pull it off the hook. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not fucking touching that thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's, it's spiny and it's yeah. got like its guts out. And I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm not gonna fucking touch it. He's like. God damn it, you fucking sissy! And he grabs it and he just smashed it with his fucking baton and threw it in a burlap sack. And it's like here. Yeah. And then I just sat inside the rest of the trip. Right. (laughs) It's stupid, but I could imagine. Like these guys, these guys probably know how to catch these fish, right? Because they're like this guy was a fisherman for sure. So this happened in Japan, actually, and they say that you know that there's a lot of people who look at something and they think. I could probably use that to masturbate with. Sure. Like, I think John Steele does that every day. Yeah. Like, I think John Steele, like, will look at certain, like, food items and other things in his car and think, I could probably jerk off with that.
2: Well, I, yeah, and a lot of people, like, you know, they'll see an albino and they'll be like, you know what? I bet if I killed him and ground his heart into a fine paste, it would give me a big boner. It, it probably A lot would. of people think that way. You know, they, they just do. see things and they think, huh.
1: That's that's African Viagra. Right. Actually. Yeah. It's, it's albi- albino powder. Yeah. Um, but like uh, some people do it. Like some people use like deep peat for lubricant, or they fuck a cantaloupe, or you know a phallic shaped piece of fruit. A woman might use that for, for self pleasure. Sure. Um, I think one time I used uh, I, I warmed up some peanut butter mm-hmm. and used up that as I put it in the microwave and used that as lube. And does they, it take
2: a long time to masturbate? Like.
1: Uh, like it, it seems like it'd be really slow it, it kind of like, became uh, sort of liquefied oh okay, like okay. It was, and it okay. burned it burned the yeah. shit out of the fucking head of my dick yeah peanuts huh yeah just you know I, I learned that but
2: i'm allergic to peanuts <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but i've never like shoved yeah. a carrot up my ass or anything right. like that like have, sure. have you ever done that with like a like a piece of
2: fruit no because there's perfectly other great things you can show up your ass you don't need to show it's up got a like carrot. a flashlight
1: or something? Not a fleshlight. No, but I mean, there's okay. other masturbatory yeah, there's devices. There's a lot of the, yeah. Just uh, the internet, Amazon Prime. It's real but good. When, when you're a kid, a though, prime. you know, especially back then, it's like when you're a kid, it's like you just kind of do whatever, you know. It's sure. like you, you gotta like you gotta be creative. Back then, uh, this guy I think was a little too creative. Um. So this guy here, he's a Japanese guy, Japanese fisherman. He used an angler fish stomach as his makeshift masturbatory device. Mm. And so he posted this to this uh, Japanese forum site called two channel and he did it in stages. He posted all the photos of like, this is what I did. You know, Mm. this is step one is you eviscerate it, pull out its stomach. Step two is you, you wash your stomach. Mm. And so (laughs) it's fucking gross. So this guy must've caught a, I think he's a fisherman. Caught a fucking uh, he caught a fucking anglerfish, and he took its stomach out, put it in a plastic colander, and it looks kind of like I guess kind of look like pork or something like Hmm. raw pork, with like a red fleshy side and like a white fatty side, to ensure that the stomach because I I guess these fish could be they could be infectious because they I don't know they live at the bottom of the sea don't most of them have poison like poison tentacles or something I don't know. How do what the anglerfish has like that bioluminescent thing that attracts other it, it fish? It attracts other fish, and then they got this crazy sharp teeth where they're just like and big mouth. Do they have spines? I like don't with, know. With, I don't know. with poison or something? I don't know. Hmm. I didn't know they had poison. Maybe. I don't know. Right. Um, so the guy was like to make sure he he eviscerated, like he filleted it and he took out the stomach to make sure it wouldn't hmm. infect him. He doused it with ethanol and salt. Mm hmm. Which is just weird that you'd want to even put that anywhere near your genitals. Um, he allowed it to settle, so any of the, you know, like you know, impurities or bacteria would be gone, and then he fitted over his hand like a glove, mm. a fish stomach glove. That's what he was using here. And then he proceeded to masturbate. What did you he hear about this? That's what <laughs> I'd like to know. I think he's just a creative masturbator. Okay. Like this guy is like the... Like music- there's an old legend told <laughs> by some of the fishermen at the docks. What do you hear about that? He's like the Bill Nye of fish masturbation. Okay. Like he's a, yeah. the, the fish masturbation guy. I don't know. I wonder mm-hmm. if it's like Japanese fishermen. It's like, oh, I've been using anglerfish fish for years. It's the best orgasm you'll ever have. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's something like that. You know, Um, so anyway, he takes that fish, puts it on his hand like a glove, and poses a picture of it. He masturbated for, masturbated with it, and they didn't really go in. He didn't really go into like uh, you know how great the climax was, Mm. but he did go in to say that he had to take himself in the hospital because his genitals were burning. It was a complete stinging sensation on his penis Mm. Uh, to the point where it became very red inflamed mm. and he had to go to the hospital
2: Jesus.
1: he got infected his diagnosis official diagnosis here is urethri- urethritis mm. um, which is an inflammation of the urethra the little valve where your urine passes yeah, i know through. what the urethra yeah, he is <laughs> okay. he was put on a course on. of antibiotics and he was given some ointment um which he had to apply when he went to the bathroom to ease the pain because it probably hurt that bad i'm thinking this guy probably isn't married no I Probably doesn't have yeah. a girlfriend Right but, but it makes me wonder Like you ever watch Some of those Japanese videos Where a girl will just Stick an octopus in her snatch
2: I've never seen that
1: You ever seen that And they just push it out I've seen paintings
2: depicting it But I've never Ancient I, paintings depicting this But I've never seen it in a video
1: You want me to look at it up? Those things look that have look beaks look No they shove it right in It's like they, they have pull beaks it out. though that, you know, there's another they, they video. They tear flesh in beaks. There's another video that I saw where this girl put, like, a fucking funnel in her asshole and was just shoving in these little salamander things. Yeah. Come on. And then just shitting them out, and they're still alive. Why, though? I think it's why cause Japanese people want to, like, yeah. elevate their orgasms or something. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> so you would think after all this happened. The guy got a fucking urethral infection from masturbating with a fish stomach. He would be like, "I've learned, I've learned a valuable lesson. I've learned a valuable lesson. I'm gonna go to AdamAndEve.com. I'm gonna use the coupon code diddle, yep. and I'm gonna buy a flashlight, much like Harrison has, and I'm gonna masturbate with my flashlight that will not inflame my genitals." But no, I got a
2: I got a urethral in Franklin once. Are you <laughs> Yeah. I'm re- I'm really sorry about that guys. I'm really sorry. I just had to. All right.
1: Well, this guy much uh, apologize. This guy told the metro is where the article came from that uh his inflamed penis has not deterred him. And he's mm-hmm. hoping to use a dead squid in the future for masturbation. What? <laughs> Why? <laughs> just, There's perfectly good things you can buy at the store, you know?
2: You know, but this isn't I mean, the Middle Ages. You but know? this
1: guy, you know, that's the thing. Like this guy's—he's mm. a creative type. He's, okay. He's not. He's like, I don't need your mundane sexual devices. I guess so. You know, it's like you use your 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 flashlight. You have your your orgasm, and that's it. Yeah. I go for like you know the higher orgasm, higher sensation, dead squid. Who knows? That's like
2: if Victor Frankenstein. You know, only made his monster so that he, he had somebody to jerk him off while he stuck both hands in his own ass or something. <laughs> like that, if that was the whole reason for him doing that.
1: <laughs> do, you, do you think he fucked both those monsters, Frankenstein and the Bride of Frankenstein?
2: Depending on who you ask, he did fuck the Bride of Frankenstein. Well,
1: I know he did that. Yeah, I mean, I've yeah. seen Penny Dreadful.
2: Yeah, and that's the that's the authority. <laughs> Penny Dreadful. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah. But I think he fucked up. I think he definitely sodomized Frankenstein. You think so? Yeah. I mean, why not? Yeah. I mean, you know? I can think of a lot of
2: reasons why not. I'm <laughs> I can think of several.
1: Think of, think of okay, let's get getting back to Marvel here. Yeah. Tony Stark. Right. Think of the masturbatory devices that guy made. Oh, man. You know, he probably yeah. wasn't satisfied with just a fleshlight. No, it's true. You know, mm. so, so here, here you go. This guy's, mm. uh, he's breaking barriers. Okay. You know, I think there's a glass ceiling when it comes to masturbation devices. because yeah. guy's breaking through Cause, it.
2: Because, I mean, you could just do some real, you know, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to connect my flashlight to this paint mixer, you know, and then boom.
1: You, I mean, a lot of people um, used to uh, like, like heat up like in their microwave, like uh, luboderm or different mm. things like that, okay. which they thought was kind of randy. That's nothing compared to a fish stomach. Nope, you know, or, or an Alabama hot pocket.: <laughs> <laughs> What do you have here for the second story?: right.
2: uh, Brave subway rider fights off masturbating creep. Stabs him with his blade after he hits her with pepper spray. Pepper spray. Yeah. So it's, everybody's got pepper spray nowadays. <laughs> Not just you know potential victims. You got potential predators. Uh, you got the predator. The, the predator. He's is, got pepper. Does he have a
1: pepper spray sp- like uh, like device in his suit? He's got in. in yeah, invisible pepper spray. <laughs> he's so got a. He's got a whistle. <laughs> It's you know? kind of funny, though, that this yeah. guy, the sexual predator, mm. has the pepper spray. Right. Shouldn't the, the victim have the pepper spray? Everything's upside
2: down. It these is the upside down world. You don't know what's real, what's fake news. A gutsy... A gutsy. Goodsy, good wife, Goodsy Brown. A, a gutsy Brooklyn woman turned the tables on a serial subway masturbator early Friday, stabbing the sicko with his own switchblade during a wild brawl aboard the R-Train. Is this uh, a New York Post article? Is that what you got? Yeah, use? I think so. Okay. That, that is like
1: gutsy. It. Yeah. <laughs> gutsy. New York Post yeah. loves the adjective gutsy. Mm-hmm. They do. And
2: the R-Train, yeah. Okay. I used to take the R-Train every day. Uh, oft-arrested suspect Reggie Frank suffered wounds to the chest and arm after targeting the tired woman as she headed home to Brooklyn after a long night at work cops and family members said. Hmm. Yeah. The 42-year-old victim escaped unharmed, although she was physically and emotionally wiped out after gaining the upper hand against her assailant.
1: 42? Yeah. You know, if I was a serial exhibitionist, I think I would probably target a younger girl. I mean, aren't there a lot of young girls on that? Is Is she an attractive 42?
2: I think this was at night, and I don't know.
1: Oh, at night, yeah. There's probably uh, not as many hot girls riding the train, but it's right. New York City. There's so many hot girls there. Yeah,
2: I don't, I don't know if that's a factor in this. I don't know if that's you know.
1: <laughs> you I think,
2: think it's just. I think these people vulnerable woman. Yeah, I think they try to. These people right. try to. But it's like in Brooklyn, like you don't know. It's hard to tell who's you know
1: vulnerable. I guess with a this lot guy. Of people, uh, you might think they are, they're not. Well, you know? I mean, forty-two-year-old lady, yeah. definitely not.
2: Like, you ever date a woman where you're like god help the person that tries to victimize this what you, oh, you know yeah what I mean? yeah yeah, yeah. it's like, like yeah, this girl's
1: gonna cut your dick yeah, off yeah. dude yeah so i don't
2: know
1: you know uh my girlfriend said when uh she was like 18 she was taking the bus with mm. uh, one of her girlfriends and a homeless guy was just sitting across from them just like pulled his dick out and just mm. starts masturbating mm. and uh they went up and they told the bus driver they're like this guy's masturbating mm. and the bus driver's like it's public transportation. Right. <laughs> like, <Sure>. sorry. <laughs> it's yeah. like, as if, like, it's a, that's what happens here. Right. You know, people masturbate in public on buses. hmm God leaves. help
2: you if you put your fucking feet up on the seat. <laughs> God fucking help you. The, the cops will you, fucking beat your ass.
1: I don't know. You know, it's like Trump wants to arm the teachers. Yeah. I think we should just arm young girls with tasers. And if a guy pulls his dick out and masturbates in public, just taser that dick. Yeah.
2: The terrifying encounter began when the victim fell asleep aboard the Bay Ridge-bound subway and awoke to find the 47-year-old man masturbating in front of her. When the woman screamed, Frank zapped her in the face with pepper spray and pulled the deadly folding knife from his pocket, cop said.
1: So she screamed because there's yeah. a fucking gross pervert masturbating in front of her, yeah. and he pepper sprayed her? Yep. Yeah. Talk about insult to injury. He frank zapped her in the face with pepper spray. <laughs> Fair According well, to this article, what is the pepper spray going to do? I mean, it
2: um, it, 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 it incapacitate
1: someone. <laughs> that's for sure. You know. Yeah, but I mean, he's gonna, like, ah, ah, but, but you know? most perverts, if you mm-hmm. get like someone screams, you're just going to get up, zip up your pants, and run to the next car. Most of them. This guy mm-hmm. <laughs> instead is like he's like the Punisher of perverts. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I got my weapon belt here, my, my utility belt. I'm going to pull on my pepper spray. He lunged at her
2: with the blade when the train stopped at 36th Street Station in Sunset Park around 2 a.m. with the woman dodging the knife as she fought for her life. That used to be my subway stop. Every oh, morning really? for like
1: years. <laughs> How many serial masturbators did you encounter? For like five
2: years. Um, none. None? huh? One guy smoking crack, you know. Huh? But mm-hmm. New York's not what it used to be.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. He's a, a lot worse. Mm-hmm. However, this is a current story, so maybe it is kind of bad on some of these lines. Possibly. Their
2: tussle spilled onto the platform where she gained control of the weapon and stabbed Frank in the arm and
1: the chest. Dude, who the fuck is this lady? Liam Neeson? Yeah. I think... <laughs> She's a 42-year-old woman. She got pepper yeah. sprayed. Yeah. She managed to disarm this man and then stab him with his own knife?
2: If you're that easily disarmed with a knife, yeah, don't be you, fucking around with knives. Well, his you know? pants were probably down, so it's a little difficult. She also suffered cuts to her hand that required 15 stitches, so she did get cut while
1: she hmm. was trying to disarm him. What, like, what kind of technique did she use? Like, did she grab his wrist? She, she's probably had like Krav Maga training or something. I don't think
2: so. I think she's just like from Brooklyn, just a you know? badass yeah, yeah, chick from yeah, Brooklyn. Yeah. I mean, yeah.
1: Makes uh, sense. You gotta here's deal a, with lesson, a lot of nonsense. Here's a lesson, serial masturbators. Yeah. You don't want to uh, masturbate in front of a Brooklyn woman.
2: That's the thing when I was always puzzled about people who, like, would fuck with other people on the subway. Even verbally, like, you don't know. You have no these idea. These people could just, like, they could just fucking slit your throat in front of everybody and, and go have a snack. Well, you don't know what these people are gonna do.
1: That's the other thing, too. It's like... On the subway, you're not going through metal detectors. And this person might have a gun. This person might have a fucking cattle prod. Yeah. You, know, you have no idea.
2: During Frank's arraignment, his lawyer, William Folks, assured the court that it was the woman, not his client, who was the aggressor.
1: <laughs> the woman was yeah, the aggressor? she was, yeah.
2: Okay. My client was attacked, Folks said. He speculated that the woman became startled by Frank, who works for a moving company. And became violent. Maybe she woke up and thought he was coming for her poise, he said. She saw a guy a little too close. The guy had his dick out. He, he was
1: masturbating. Yeah. So.
2: <laughs> probably, yeah, I don't I, you know. I mean, Look,
1: I guess, you got to come up
3: with something. You got to do something. I was something. about to you say, I guess in, in, you when know?
1: you have to come up with a defense, maybe then start victim blaming, I guess, here.
2: Frank's criminal history includes more than twenty prior arrests, including two within three weeks in two thousand fifteen for masturbating in front of women riding the subway trains.
1: Jesus Christ! Yeah. What do you do for that though? I mean, so he gets arrested. How long is he gonna be in jail for? Like a couple months,
2: um, if at all. It, it 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 in New York, it really depends. Usually, if you've been arrested before and you're not white there's a very good chance you'll be going to Rikers Island spending a good deal oh, amount of time there. If you get there. arrested again. Yeah. yeah. But the, also the, the thing about New York is that there's so many cases on a daily basis that a lot of times they try to, like unlike anywhere else, they will release you on your own recognizance in a lot of situations rather than require bail just because there's too many fucking people. Yeah, there's so many. I mean, how them to can handle. you do that? Yeah. yeah. I mean,
1: how can you control all that, all those people?
2: And a lot of times they're, they're way more willing to dismiss cases than they are in any other city. So.
1: Do you... Compared to other cities you've been to... Have you, have you been to Chicago? No. Okay, so you've never ridden the L train there, but... So, like, San Francisco, Chicago, New York, like, these are all cities with, like, public transportation systems. I feel the most unsafe in New York. Really? Yeah, like, I'm, when I go there, I feel like there's somebody gonna come push me off these tracks. Like, I stand back. Oh. I'm just, like, I'm more conscious of it. Maybe because... I've I've only lived in New York for like I think a few months I've never actually fully lived there that long but in the Bay Area like I don't feel like anyone's gonna come and just push me on the bar tracks or something it just doesn't I do know in the Bay Area like I've ridden the Muni and I've seen like you know transvestite hookers blowing other people and I've seen people masturbating and things like that and gross homeless people but I haven't felt like There might be a person that's going to come up behind me and push me onto the tracks it's it's conceivable but it's very odds are very low there's so many people though and you hear about that in new york city happening
2: i don't know i find i find i'm much more uneasy on the the public transit in la
1: but the metro yeah yeah the metro (laughs)
2: because you don't know like it's just constantly it's it's a powder keg in there
1: at all times the thing is the metro what i've noticed is compared to other cities in New York and in Chicago and in San Francisco, you have people from all walks of life taking this public transit. And the metro, if you ha- can afford a car, you're not taking the metro. Hmm. So the people who can't afford a car are the ones typically taking a metro. Yes. And those are the people who, yeah, it's a bit of a powder keg because you're like, something can happen at any moment. <laughs> yeah, man. Frank was also busted twice in 2006
2: for exposing himself in the Brooklyn subways, including one case where a witness fell to the tracks in a state of uncontrollable laughter and fractured a skull. <laughs> Suffered a fractured skull. Wait, she was laughing at him? A witness. You know, <laughs> thought it was so funny. They, they, they laughed so hard they fell onto the tracks.
1: So that's another thing I I could see. That's on them. Yeah, but but that's another thing I I can understand could happen to me. Right. It's like if I saw some guy masturbating, I think I might laugh a lot, lose Mm -hmm. my footing. You know, I could see that happening. That's probably more likely to happen than someone just randomly pushing you into the train. You hear about that a lot. You know, usually what usually happens is like women get pushed.
2: I wouldn't say usually. Not it usually. Every but few years, there's some maniac who does it.
1: Yeah, but yeah. statistically, spe- I think probably because yeah. a man probably when you know, there's a chance you couldn't push a man as far as hard or as forceful. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like a woman, it's like you can come behind her, you could probably throw her like five feet. Mm-hmm. You know, but I think part part of the reason too with New York, it's like it's so much more crowded than other cities. Right. So it's probably a lot easier to push somebody. In February 2006, he
2: re- attacked a woman who rejected his sexual advances. He's accused of assault, weapon possession, and public lewdness in the latest attack. This guy is just an all-around yeah. asshole. Another thing that happens when you ride the subway is every now and then you'll see someone jump into the train to kill
1: themselves. Oh, oh jump in front of the track? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not fun. Nah, I'm- it's real bad. And then, and then you're stuck. And then you're and stuck, And you're stuck yeah. on the train or something. You know what I've never understood? And I don't know if this is just, uh, you know, just, I'm not stereotyping here. I don't mean to. But why do black people always walk between the cars? I don't, Have you ever noticed that? I don't think it's a black thing, D. I've noticed okay. a lot of black guys. They're always like, I'm going go to go the next car. Like when I get on a train, hmm. I don't want to go the next car while the train's moving. Do you even... Can you... Are you supposed to do that? A lot of... At some point, they started locking most of the doors. So I I just noticed, like, uh, like, when you take trains, it's like, black guys will be like, yeah, fuck it, I'm going to go to the next car. Sometimes there will be a homeless person that smells so
2: bad that you need to go to the next car. Yeah, I've, I've, I've had that happen.
1: Yeah. I, I remember one time in New York, one of the first times I was in New York, it was probably early 90s, we got on, a, we got on the train... And, uh the train starts going the next stop and some dude gets on and he was just like my family is starving and uh my daughter has cancer and i'm trying to get money and blah 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 and it's like please please give me money and then like some people gave money he gets off next stop another guy from another country gets on it was just like my daughter has cholera and i'm and it's just like each time it was a different malady to the mm-hmm. point like they, by the fourth time Everyone was just laughing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, "Wow, what a heartless city!" <laughs> but hey, you know who knows? <laughs> I think it's funny. My favorite thing is when uh, on public transit, when someone gets on a stop, and all of a sudden it's like they they play this terrible music. Like I I, think, I remember this at this one point, one time I was stuck on this train listening to a guy doing Wonder Wall, mm, but yep. he was like foreign and he's from like I don't know like some Middle Eastern country he's doing Wonderwall and like a fucking sitar or something and he was just like what the fuck it's like I don't want to pay you for this but I also want you to leave one time there was like a, he
2: always would come in and sing different songs but he was like an older homeless black dude and he came on and just started sing, singing like a if you think I'm sexy <laughs> and you want my body <laughs> come on sugar let me know I would have
1: tipped for that yeah. I would have given some money for that yeah I think it's funny when when's the last time you were on a train and a deaf person came over and gave you like something to hold, like they, they like they'll come over and they'll give this like little thing to you.
2: Not in a while because I know what's up now. Yeah, so and I, I... and
1: then you open up this this thing, it's like maybe like a thing of tic tacs or something, and you open it up mm. and it's like I'm deaf. Anything you do to support me, and then they come around try to collect money. Yeah, and I'm usually like, take your fucking tic tacs back, you deaf motherfucker. Right. <laughs> <laughs> It happens every now and then. (laughs) Although, once it's happened to you before, you should just not... You shouldn't take anything in it. And you should never take anything for free from anyone. Mm -mm. You really shouldn't. Anyway, but God, watch out for those subways. Yeah. In New York City. That's a masturbators. Do you think he was going to like... If she didn't do anything, do you think he would have like completed? I don't know. Or is it just the... The jacking off in front of her to get a reaction.
2: You just don't know how these maniacs are going to react. You know, um,
1: I think completion could be pretty difficult in that kind in that, of in you that know? kind of scenario. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Maybe he's like a minute man. You know, maybe he can just do it in a couple seconds. I guess so. It's possible. I would just be worried that there'd be like a science of the lamb's like tossing of the semen, and if that happened to me, I think I I would just attack. Yeah, I think I would just see red. I don't know what I would do. I definitely would barf at yeah. one point in the, in the interaction. It's fair. Who knows? Anyway, people, send you your story. Stick around podcast, hotmail.com. We have phone calls coming up next. Stick around hotline 323-522-4032. Uh, but first, here's a word from Adam and Eve.
0: Hey, guys. It's me, Stephen. I'm a huge fan of your show your awesome coupon code DIDDLE I can buy myself loads of good sex toys since both of my wives died and my Eric's disease got pretty bad let's just say things in the bedroom got pretty boring but thanks to adamanduse.com and coupon code DIDDLE D I D D L E. I'm now a new man. Thanks.
1: So we got a few phone calls to get to. People can call cigarette Hotline three two three five two two four zero three two. Uh this first call is what I was talking about before. Um some this guy here wrote a a heartfelt ode to uh, to my beloved hecubus okay
0: hey guys it's graham here calling from hong kong uh d really bummed to hear about your cat mate so thanks i've written him a poem called "Ode to hecubus rest in peace beloved cat with less hair than a shaven twat <laughs> to some, you were a shriveled scrotum but to one la Jew, an animal token Listeners knew you from sick and wrong. Your insta-presence, also strong. We'll miss you like a feline bro, like Harrison misses smack and bro. Mm. Dee, keep your pointy chin up, my friend. We know you loved him till the end. His earthly time has come to pass, but his spirit lives on like the warts in Jeffrey's (laughs) arse. Sorry to hear you lost, Dee. Thinking of you, mate keep it sick
3: keep it warm cheers that's <laughs> Dude, that, great that's what i'm talking about that's we have fantastic. Like, yeah. we have a
1: pretty cool yeah. fucking fan base thanks for that that's funny um you know, i think jeffrey actually has named the warts in his ass are they still there <laughs> <don't know>. okay <laughs> no he no they, they I, well i haven't checked in a while mm. but uh last time i checked um, last time we talked about it he told me that uh, he had them like lasered off like Oh, okay. Had, they, like, apparently you can go to a dermatologist and they'll just laser the shit off I thought those warts would have their own like advanced civilization <laughs> mm-hmm. I think I've said this before but he refers to them as speed bumps okay uh. sure okay. <laughs> I mean I never got those but hey yeah you know. I mean uh, uh, god yeah, I couldn't imagine yeah. having that but, but anyway, Ooh, I did love that poem. He brought, he yeah. posted on Facebook mm. and I was right it was mm. shortly after I had like uh, made a made a post, uh made the initial post. I read that and I was like, That's pretty cool. Yeah. I was yeah. gonna read it on the yeah. show, but then he called in and I was like, That's pretty amazing. Mm. So uh thank you, Graham, for doing that. We got another call here, another guy uh, uh expressing some condolences. Mm. This guy sounds like he could be right out of like a guy Ritchie movie.
0: All right. Or they might Bring up mate, I'm not I'm not expecting um, not expecting to play this in the show necessarily. Just wanna say just give my condolences about your cat, mate. Don't worry about that, guys. No, he's a geezer. He's definitely a geezer. I lost my dog, mate, uh, two years ago, done more fucking nothing, mate. You've got the old second and wrong crew behind you though, know, mate, so don't worry about it. It gets it gets easier. You never get over it, but it gets easier, alright? They get easier to the signal.
2: Also, Belfast Bob, what's his fucking money, mate? What's
0: his fucking money? <laughs> he's a real hard job at
2: Belfast Bob.
1: What's his fucking money, mate? You never want to box mm. a Pikey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you never trust a Pikey. Yeah. Um, I appreciate that. Thank you, man. Mm. that that That's cool. See, we have a fucking cool audience. We yes. really do. We have like listeners from all around the world that are fucking cool. And I'm sorry to hear about your dog. It fucking sucks. You know, and that's kind of, I guess, the theme of this show. It's like, pets are fucking family, dude. Mm. They do, especially after, like... I mean, Hecubus only lived to be about three and a half, four years. But I think if Hecubus was, like, 16 or 17 or 14 or something, I'd have been, like, really bummed. Obviously, it's just sad. I'd have been gutted. But at the same time, it's like, ah, he lived a long life. But four, you're three and a half years old. It's kind of like the prime of a cat's life. Yeah, you know, it's yeah, it a little too young. The prime. How many how many
2: episodes of Oprah do you think were dedicated to um the theme of being
1: a pet's being family? Hmm, probably a lot. Probably like at least
2: you
3: 42.
1: Know, she could become the next president if she just kind of keeps that going. Yeah, if she was a masochist and (laughs) just wanted to do that for some insane reason. I find that funny that everyone's like, oh, you know, Oprah 2020. It's like, why the fuck would she want to be president? Trump has an unbridled ego. You can understand why that dickhead wants to be president. But Oprah's like, she's got billions of dollars. Like, fucking go sit and fucking masturbate with an anglerfish and have fun with your life. You know, Uh it's like, fuck. Why would you want the stress? If you look at a picture of Barack Obama when he first was elected president (laughs) to eight years later, that motherfucker's whole head is gray. He's aged like 15 to 20 years in an eight year period. It's not a fun job. Uh And then think about all the dickheads you have to deal with. Fucking Mitch McConnell, uh, fucking Paul Ryan, all those assholes. Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz who said, Democrats are the party of the Lisa Simpson. Do you see this? No. He was on like uh, Fox and Friends or whatever show that they fucking always go on. Um, and he was like, Well, the Democrats are the party of Lisa Simpson, and the Republicans are the party of Homer, Marginbart. Bart. It's like, shut up, you fucking yeah, yeah. insignificant uh-huh. piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> that, guy, that guy's face. His only,
2: gives the me only way distress. he can relate to. He, I've seen him do it before. He tries to relate to normal people with some of his pop culture knowledge yeah. <laughs> which is just the most cursory you know pop culture knowledge do you think he has. watches The Simpsons Like, oh yeah Princess Bride nobody's seen that idiot <laughs> you know my, my I th- think he probably did watch The Simpsons from like you know season 3 through season 8 like the crucial time
1: you know? Ma- maybe yeah. I doubt it though it's not Christian enough like I, th- I think that's the thing like, he probably watched Davy and Goliath like he probably loved David and Goliath. I, I I think Ted Cruz cares more
2: about um, uh, capitalism than he does religion.
1: Religion, yeah. Mm, I don't know. Do you, Have ever, you ever,
2: seen- ever you ever all the stories like the guy the guy who wrote The Hangover or whatever was his roommate in college. Oh yeah. And he was just always reading these art. You know, all we would do would be reading these books in Spanish about how communism is you know the devil. And I
1: think he's more concerned about that than he is about. I don't know. Wholesome he is a god boy, shit. though, or at least he uses that. He too. uses it. Yeah, he uses yeah. that to better himself. But my my favorite thing about Ted Cruz, do you remember when during the election twenty sixteen like we like his PR staff was like we need to humanize Ted. Hmm. Like people are freaked out about Ted. Like people just can't relate to Ted. So they filmed this overwhelmingly creepy video. Yeah, I remember that with his kids yeah. eating dinner. Yep, and they're all like holding hands, saying. Hmm. And he's like, "What did you learn in school today?" And it's just like these stilted conversations. You're like, "This is the creepiest thing I've ever seen."
2: Yeah.
1: Ugh. God. Anyway, and thank you for that, though. I like. I like that. That guy sounds like he's right out of a Guy Ritchie movie. He does sound like that. Yeah. yeah. Um. This next call is actually from uh uh the 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 Batman villain mm. where uh he's calling instead of our amazing idea of having an episode 666 celebration of jumbos yeah batman villain has another idea another suggestion okay
0: batman villain so i thought about it and jumbo kind of sucks because it's jumbos and it's a joke
1: have you ever been there so
0: yeah So how about something even better how about the suicide beach with my hair band? um it's a private place and There's been like 11 suicides right there, right outside of L.A. That's pretty sick and wrong. Band and catering sounds pretty good to me. Six, 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 baby.
1: What the fuck is he talking about? What is he talking about? Wait, he's talking about the suicide beach. But what did he say with my favorite band? Whatever his favorite band is. Like you know, Smash Mouth? Smash Mouth, yeah. <laughs> Do you yeah, think yeah, it was Smash yeah. Mouth? I'm thinking his favorite band was like Third Eye Blind or something. Okay, seven.
2: yeah.
1: You know, 311.
2: Or like that band that did like a, I know who I want to take me home. <laughs> closing time. Is that Puddle that? of Mud? I, I don't, don't know, know what that is. It was I, Closing Time. That was the song.
1: If I had to bet on yeah. what Batman Villains' favorite band is, yeah. I would say 311.
2: Oh yeah, totally, yeah. totally. Because they have grassroots. Yeah,
1: <laughs> maybe uh, syndrome yeah. of a down. He yeah. might be into syndrome of a down, but I don't. I don't yeah. know. I mean, I, I'm willing to wager yeah. that Batman villain's favorite band isn't yeah. our favorite band.
3: <laughs> so, just so you guys,
2: just so everybody knows here, um, I googled Suicide Beach, Los Angeles. N- nothing comes up.
1: What is he fucking just a talking of, about? Just a
2: bunch of news stories that are all different places around L.A. We're about suicides. Yeah, Dude, fucking, don't, you know there's what? Not like a suicide, he, he thinks there's like a suicide forest equivalent in yeah, Los Angeles? Yeah, in L.A. I don't think so. I don't you know? think
1: so. I think what he's doing mm. is uh, he's doing deflection. Mm-hmm. I think what you should do is, if you really have as much money as you say you do, rent out fucking jumbos and let's have a party there. Right. You know that—that's what I'm saying. I'm gonna—I'm gonna call your bluff right now. I don't know what the fuck Suicide Beach is, or this imaginary Suicide Beach, and I don't want to listen to 311.
2: Yeah, yeah. You or know, you know, rent right out honestly anywhere—a bar that's okay, not too hard for bar, me to get to. Yeah, a bar that I can get to
1: easily. Not necessarily a bar with a stage with 311 performing. We don't no, want to see no, that. no,
2: 311, yeah, please. But
1: but a, a bar with drinks, yeah. free drinks. Maybe we'll get some strippers mm-hmm. in there. Yeah. I wouldn't mind that. I know a couple, of, know a couple of dwarf strippers that might do it. Also got to put the kibosh on g Love and Special Sauce. Um, no. <laughs> just no. Just not doing it. I changed my vote yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. g Love and Special yeah. Sauce. That's his favorite band. Okay, yeah. For sure. All right. I'm Suicide Beach. Never <laughs> yeah. heard of that. Yeah, all right. Maybe, is that... Wait. Is Suicide he, Beach... He was, he was saying there's some beach where, I don't know,
2: nine people committed suicide, and somehow that makes it
1: a... I, Is Suicide Beach's favorite band? Is that doesn't that sound like a really shitty band name? Sounds like a pretty shitty band. I mean, that might be what he's talking about. It sounds but you know it's, it sounds like a great one of those like sixties beach
2: movies though. Suicide it, Beach. Like remember yeah. with Frankie Valley and yeah, What's Your Face? Annette Funicello. Yeah. and they do the you remember the one from the eighties where they like revisited back to the beach? Where it was like now they're older, but they're going back to the beach and there's still like biker gangs with Nazi helmets and Pee Wee Herman's in it for no reason. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do remember this I actually. I love that movie. <laughs> I loved that and I don't even know I was too like I was young. I I didn't know about the original sixties beach movies. I didn't understand, but I still fucking dug it.
1: That was like a genre, a film back then. It was a genre. Beach movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Elvis did a couple. Yeah. Um yeah, I've never heard of Suicide Beach so although it does sound like a great uh horror movie um but yeah batman villain make the party happen jumbos or somewhere else or a bar or a bar uh the last call we have here actually this is kind of cool this guy called in he's an aussie he's an australian and he's got a story uh from prison okay
0: g'day fellas it's uh paul the policeman calling from australia uh, I suppose I'll just preface this with a pause to allow there to go on about Foster's Lager and unarmed coppers. So, yeah.
1: He's doing poppers? Is that what he said? <laughs> you know, it takes a while to get, to get used okay. to the accent. Yeah. I think he's saying compers. Okay, but I sure. think what he's trying to do is he's trying to preempt yeah. me making fun of him for drinking Foster's. I'm I like, see. Oh, he's probably drinking a lot of fosters. But I'm not going to say anything about it, actually. I'm going to, out of respect for Australia. I'm not going to say anything about Fosters because I know okay. you guys hate that shit. Right. And it's an old joke. Um, but you know what I am going to say? Do you ever see the, uh, the movie uh, What We Do in the Shadows? Yes. Do you remember that guy that was like, we We're werewolves, not swearwolves? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's who I think this guy is. Okay, all right.
0: Now <laughs> that yeah, we got that out of the way, uh, yeah, we do have sidearms. We just don't need them a lot. And the only Fosters I've ever tried was in the USA. Actually, wasn't too bad. What? Um, I'm blown away. by I haven't that. I've been really happy with the quality of the stories coming through, so I thought I'd have a crack myself. Uh, sometimes the sometimes the holding cells we've got here get quite crowded on a Saturday night. Uh, we had a chap in recently who
1: I think he's a policeman. Yeah, he's a, I think Constantly. he's a
2: guard at a prison or something.
1: He's either or a prison guard a or he's like yeah. a yeah like yeah. a or like a police officer to jail or right. something. But sure. But he's, uh, I think he's disappointed with our current phone call stories. Oh, I so, see. So yeah, I'm going to file this in the it's feedback. Too many shit stories. There's just yeah. too many, you know.
0: <laughs> Jesus Christ.
1: Harrison can yeah. empathize. Oh. Oh. All
0: right. He's known to us as having a bit of a habit of beating the pants out of women. And uh, whenever we go and cuff him up, he, he immediately goes to water. And then when we get into the station, and he knows there's cameras everywhere. He starts trapping off and carrying on. <laughs> so
2: uh... I need a glossary or
1: something. I know there's a lot of he Australian keeps slang. Tapping off and capping on. Should almost uh, call uh, yeah. my my buddy Tyler. Yeah, yeah. He he. That guy can uh, that guy can interpret a lot of Australian here. Right. So he's saying there's a bit of water. Does the guy piss himself?
2: No, they, that was some kind of expression that means something. That a I bit don't of know. water.
1: Yeah. I don't know what that means. Yeah. Is water broke? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so <laughs> so I think he's anyway, being literal. They arrest yeah. him, yeah. and uh, he's he's a shit starter, this All guy. of
2: my slang comes from Crocodile Dundee. Yeah. So That's <laughs> a little dated. And Young Einstein.
0: One night, we're putting him in the cells, uh, pending a visit, visit to the courts the next day. And we decided, you know, we've had a bit of a, a gutful of this bloke carrying on, and because when they start going off, immediately everyone else in the cells starts going off and it takes a while to quiet them all down. And uh, So, yeah, we threw this bastard in the cells and he's carrying on a bit here. We're all pigs and dogs and the usual sort of shit you expect from these idiots. So uh, as we threw him in, we said, look, mate, we might be a bunch of dogs, but at least we're not being remanded for child sex offences. Yeah, things went pretty quiet pretty quickly, <laughs> yeah. and, uh, yeah. the brake in charge of watching the cameras decided to go yeah. for a cigarette break for the rest of the evening. And then when we came to get him out in the morning, Oof. unfortunately, he'd, um, been given a bit of a, bit of a touching up and been left in the corner holding the shit bucket. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sort of squatting there, stark naked, with a shit bucket between his legs, and the guys that night that had been using it, it had, uh, not been the best, best aim. Ah, yeah, yeah we got a lot of stories. If you want anything else, there's a, oh yeah, I just wanted to mention too. Sometimes when it gets a bit rowdy in there, you now we like to play sick and wrong through the speakers, it's full noise. Sometimes it pisses them off, but you know some of them seem to enjoy it. And I just thought you'd be interested to know that for the years we've been doing it, Dee, you've been pretty universally panned by the by the critics in the in the south. They seem to much prefer Harrison to Wackley. I'll leave it up to you, Blokes, to speculate as to why that might be. <laughs> anyway, all the best. Keep up the good work. <laughs> mm. I, I like love there,
1: this, mate. I love this fucking. Uh, I love this feedback from the pr- Australian prison. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, wait. He was saying, I've been universally pinged? Panned panned okay yeah. yeah i get that i get that yeah. <laughs> the the aussie prisoners are like i hate that guy yeah the shit that, bucket they, they don't they call rotten tomatoes in prison they call it, they the, call shit it the shit bucket yeah I, so i would probably get like i don't know 83 percent of the shit bucket yeah um but that's funny that they like you better than wackerly though Huh. interesting How they can relate to you he said that some people don't like it which is weird because well, i've been I don't, in jail if weird? somebody
2: played a, if somebody played a podcast i'd be fucking thrilled just to have something to think about other than my own misery you know yeah i guess that makes I'd sense i'd be like great what yeah a distract- but you gotta listen to this though
1: you know what this makes me think of uh <laughs> you know how in guantanamo bay they used to torture prisoners with m&m and like slipknot right i wonder if they're doing the same kind of thing it's like we're gonna play sick and wrong for you uh, endlessly, like back to back episodes, till you finally confess to your fucking peter ass behavior. Yeah. You know, or something. Like, we're going to get a confession. The way they do it, it's like, we're going to fucking play sick and wrong till you finally confess to make it stop.
2: Uh, you know what? Whenever I watch, like, fucking, you know, Locked Down or whatever, <laughs> Locked up, up, all those shows, or like the, t- the couple of times I was actually in jail, there are people who, were, like, fucking sass the guards and were like, fuck you. Yeah. And I'm like, i'm always like are you crazy do you know what these people could do if
1: they wanted these to screws, yeah. you know what i mean like if
2: they wanted to and didn't care like they could
1: you know do you see that video uh recently there it was online but it's uh this this cop was murdered by some criminal and they're walking him into the prison mm-hmm. and every prisoner in there is just like yeah like yeah, totally yeah. giving him a salute yeah, 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 and like yeah. hooting and he's just like what's up and he's got yeah, his yeah. arms up and the cops like pull his arms down yeah <laughs> he's like that Jesus. he's like that tiger that bald uh fucking roy it's like that tiger yeah. walks into yeah, his yeah, neck yeah. And they're like fucking big ups yeah. to you yeah. mate yeah. <laughs> good job on that mm. Um, wow! Well, thank you. I'm, I'm flattered that they play sick and wrong in Australian prisons to torture their prisoners. That's great. I am too. That's good I'm to know. Glad, that's good to know. You know. That is funny to me that uh, you get a problem prisoner, and the one way to solve this problem, he's a pedophile. Right? <laughs> he's a pedo, and it's like all prisoners. It's weird because that's one morality code that they all have. Yes. You know, they all are like, "You're Kitty Fiddler." We're going to fucking. A lot you know, of them have make kids. Your state difficult. You know, yeah, I mean, I can understand. I
2: mean, a lot of times it's, it's even other sex crimes. They don't, they don't like that even either. But that's what happens. Sometimes yeah.
1: they don't like rapists. They don't. It's like, I figured there'd like be a lot of rapists in prison. There probably are. Yeah, you know? yeah no. They, mm. they don't like rapists anyway. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, people can call Sigma on Hotline 323 522 4032. We have time for one email real quick. This one came in from Scott. He says, just catching up to the missed episodes. You guys were talking about whether or not penises change with age. They do. They shrink, and they go gray. That's great to know. Mm. Um, I work as a district nurse. Part of my job is to catheterize people. Anyway, my first day on the job years ago, just past my degree, all training done, I'm into my third call when I'm finally allowed out alone, and I'm to catheterize this old fella. Anyway, I prep everything. I was just about to start. He looked down. And he said, What happened to my penis? It used to be much bigger. And without skipping a beat, his wife and main caretaker, who was sat reading the paper next to him, piped up, It was never that big, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine trying to keep that laugh in and be professional. I nearly died. Thankfully, it went fine. We we'll laugh about it now. But yeah, apparently, Dick's shrink. And going off, gray color as you get old. Balls seem to get longer too. Oh yeah, they. they I have yeah. no idea why. That does Scott. happen. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. The, why, why do do balls just hang? Like, yeah, they the hang. The skin from...
2: get, Yeah, the elasticity of skin lessens, so eventually
1: God. your knees are hitting them around. You know. No way. They don't get that long. They get long. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That that's. I feel bad for women because women have to deal with that. Right. You know you're gonna have to deal with like a long hanging gray ballsack. Yeah. Yeah, that's gross. And why do dicks shrink? That just seems even. That's just cruel. It's like you know. I mean, people shrink. You know. People. I guess people older. shrink, but yeah. it's like now your dick has to shrink too. Yeah. And they go gray. That's weird. that's real weird. Yeah. That's real
2: strange. The skin. Yeah. So you get a, get a it.
1: small corpse penis with huge balls. <laughs> And so girl I imagine women must love that. Tim Burton's small corpse <laughs> penis with <laughs> huge, huge balls. balls. And the worst part about yeah. it is like now it's like, you know, I'm gonna pop a bunch of agra and you gotta fucking suck those long balls. You know? That's gonna suck. I don't think she necessarily has to suck <laughs> the long well, balls. All right? <laughs> yeah, but Unless I mean you're having sex and, yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. part of the thing, you okay. know. Uh well thank you, hmm. Scott, for um I don't know, I guess. Make me even more disheartened about getting older. I don't like when women suck my balls. <laughs> if
2: they lick them or something, that's fine. If they put them in their mouth, I'm too afraid they're going to bite them. I'm, I can't. I can't. I, like, I can't. I like when they pull.
1: I think it's hot when they I'm just too, pull them. Mm. I don't know. I'm too, I'm too twitchy about it, man. I don't like it. <laughs> Sounds like you've been burned before. Do you <laughs> ever grow braces do that? No. Oh, yeah. No. That's not good. Yeah. It's not good. <laughs> anyway, people can email the show, Sick and Podcast I support the show. The best way a lot of people ask, like, I love sick and wrong. You guys been doing it a long time. How can I support sick and wrong? You can support the song you can support this show by becoming a sick and wrong patron. You can go to patreon.com slash sick and wrong. We just we launched this Patreon page a few months ago, but you go to patreon dot slash sick and wrong, you can sign on today. Five bucks for like the lowest Mm. tier and uh, you get access to all the bonus shit that we post. So recently, Most
2: people used to think that the best way to support sick and wrong was to shoot uh, geese with pepper spray. That's not. But it's not. Well, it was, was but not anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, not anymore.
1: Um, Or like just going wearing a sick and wrong shirt on a subway train, masturbating in front of an unsuspecting female victim Mm. and then pepper spraying her in the face. Yeah. Um, But that's not the best way anymore. No, no. We actually discourage that what we do encourage is going to patreon.com slash wrong signing up five dollar tier you get all the outtakes all that shit i recently posted part two of the meth and scabies story oh, in man. sf with my brother and uh some and one of his current friends quote unquote um it's one of my
2: favorite stories of all <laughs> this time. is
1: part two yeah. from from uh part one there's two things and if you are at the five dollar tier you can access all this Harrison, actually, just you just made a big post this week.
2: Yeah, I got, I got started again with uh, with co-hosts the fan fiction audiobook. So yeah, yeah. so
1: we, so we got we got chapter two of the fan fiction audiobook. Part and, three actually, or uh, part three actually, yeah. yeah. And uh, uh, a fan wrote in, and he was like, "Hey, dude, I've been on the fucking twenty dollar tier. Where the fuck's your digital book?" Mm. And I was like, "You know, actually, I forgot to post that. Mm. So I posted a complete mm. digital copy." Uh, the my book play, play something dancey You can download it, and it's an EPUB. Harrison's going to be posting a couple yep. of his digital books.
2: I think, and I think we're actually getting to the point where we actually have to send some real shit out to those those yeah no, big we time are. big we're, time yeah, donors. We're, we're going to be we're getting doing, to that point. Uh, yeah, yeah yep. we're
1: going to be doing uh, some print copies of our books mm. and, and a T shirt. Yeah, a special Patreon T shirt. Anyway, a lot going on at the Patreon page. I think it's kind of cool that we have an an area where we can post all the outtakes and bonus shit. Um, so go to patreon.com slash wrong, become a patron today also you can buy some sickandwrong merch at the Redbubble store just sickandwrongpodcast.com slash store click on the picture of the Pope finally here's sickandwrong song of the week um, special dedication to uh, my cat Hacubus I'm gonna dedicate this one to Hacubus uh, you know what's weird it's like you know how like you associate songs with people and with pets sure like do you have a song that you associate with your pet no you know, no. He doesn't. He doesn't respond to any music. She loves music, but I. I don't. You know, that is not a particular song. song no. I, like Hecubus mm. hated fucking metal. Mm. You put on Saxon. You put on Motorhead. You put on Priest. You put on Iron Maiden, Slayer, or something like that, and the cat would fucking wig out. He'd freak mm. out, running around, like acting mm. all like like sketchy, and you're just like, "What the fuck is your problem?" That cat loved folk music. Okay. He liked Bob Dylan. He really liked. Uh, Edward Sharp. I don't know if you know who that is. Don't know who that is. Um, But one band in particular, and I always thought this was kind of odd. On two occasions, I came back to my house. my old place. And uh, he had walked across the keyboard thus waking my computer up. Mm. And somehow, I don't know what he pressed, he like turned on iTunes and he played the fucking Velvet Underground song After Hours. You know that one? Sure, yes. That uh, Mo Tucker sings. Yeah. And it was like... That was weird. I mean, I came home and he was like, he must have turned on the whole record, mm. like Loaded or whatever it was on there. I think it's on actually uh, the self title. But he turned it on and was like, what the fuck? Why is Velvet Underground playing? Mm. Obviously, it was inadvertent. And he walked across the keyboard. Sure. Happened again. Okay. And then I was like, maybe this fucking cat digs this music or something. I don't know. Mm. So anyway, that song always made me think mm. of him. And uh, I'm going to dedicate this one to, to Hacky Biz. Uh, it's a song called After Hours by the Velvet Underground. Um, it's This is a, a different version of the song. It's do, do you have the complete Matrix tapes? No. This came out last year. Okay. And it's a two CD set, which is a live album, uh, where the Velvet Underground played a show a two-night stint on uh, November 26, 27, 1969 at the San Francisco Club Matrix, which is owned mm. by the Jefferson Airplane guy, Marty Balin. Right. And uh, it was one of the only times that the Velvet Underground, I think Max's Kansas City, they had a live professional recording. Yeah, sure. And then this one. There's not too many live, like professional live, there's bootlegs, but right. not too many live professional recordings. But this one's interesting because Lou Reed talks about like how he wrote this song and he was going to sing it. Is this it. the version where Lou Reed sings it? no because there's a good version of this, it where Lou Reed sings it there is a cool version yeah, of that yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. this is a, I, lo- I love that version too yeah, yeah, yeah. but I mean the original song was sung by, by Maureen Tucker and okay. he was like in and, and this one he's like talking about it. he's like you know I wrote this song I was going to sing it but then hmm. Maureen Tucker actually does it does it justice so hmm. and, and she does it, I mean, she, it's amazing it's amazing uh, it's an amazing song so anyway I'm going to dedicate this one to um, to uh, my friend so let's do a shot for that cat Mm-hmm. I think you got one right there.
2: Okay. Oh, shit. Look at you.
1: All Rest right. in peace, my friend. Cheers. Anyway. Salud. Yeah. Um, people, thanks for listening. We'll be back mm-hmm. next week with uh, episode uh, 624. Until then, take it sleazy.
2: This is a song that uh, I originally had figured on featuring myself doing it
3: with a you know, spotlight and a golden age dress. Then I figured, wow, well, you know, I don't, th- I don't know if they're ready to accept that.
2: So we, we got old Maureen out and we figured they'll believe her where they wouldn't believe me, even though I always tell the truth.
3: This will be our last song for this set. <laughs> well it it's called After Hours. That was good. Thank you. If you close the door, the night could the door The night could last forever Leave the wine glass out And drink a toast to never Oh, someday I know someone will look into my eyes and say hello You're my very special one But if you close the door I'd never have to see the day again. Dark party bars, shiny cattle at cars, and the people on subways and trains look green grey in the rain as they stand disarrayed. Oh, but people look well in the dark. And if you close the door, The night could last forever Leave the sun Shine out And say hello to never Oh, the people are dancing and they're having such fun I wish it could happen to me But if you close the door I'd never have to see the day again I'd never have to see the day again I'd never have to see the day again Thank you
1: very much
0: Hecubus, pick a card Pick any card No
1: Pardon (laughs) No Evil! Evil! (laughs) Impolite and evil! Hecubus, have you seen the movie Presumed Innocent? Yes, I have, Master. And his wife killed her. (laughs) But, Hecubus,
3: I haven't seen the movie yet.